Hello. Hi. You got your tea? We're here because we're starting a podcast. We are. What's the podcast called then? It's called Sanity. Like tea. Like tea. <laughs> I like the frogs. frogs. Gay frogs. Yay. Good morning. Good morning. It's, it's not, not morning. morning. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> it's never too late for coffee. Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome back to Sanity. It's Nan. And Nin. Hi. Hi. It's your favorite, favorite romantic couple from Dissociated and Team Pinata. Speaking of romantic coupling stuff. Guess what day it is today, guys? We're... <laughs> We're... <laughs> Guess what day it is? <laughs> it's the day I choke. <laughs> We're filming this on our one year anniversary as a couple. Yay. And it's been a really lovely day. It has. It's been and so good. We haven't done anything like over the top dramatically special. We've just spent the day together, had mm -hmm. some really nice talks about art and our future. Yeah, we have made some plans for where we want to be in a year from now. And we went for dinner and it was so good. I had the so best good. ever pasta. Oh my Christ. I did say to you, I said, if you don't marry me soon enough, I'm going to come back to this restaurant and I'm going to marry this pasta instead because it's that good. <laughs> and I don't, I don't even think I was joking. You it, better have been. Why? Because I'm better than pasta. But, but pasta is tasty. It is tasty. I can, You're I tasty can, too. I can make you pasta. I would love you to make me some pasta. I can make pasta any time. I love the way you say pasta. It makes me want to say it like you. Pasta. 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 What's the other thing you say that I find really funny? Um, mirror? <laughs> I say mirror. <laughs> I love it because they just lose like 90% of the word just disappears and it ends up as just M-R. It's M-E-E-R. It's mirror. It's like an angry cat or like a disgruntled feline noise. Mirror. 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 Yeah. Mirror. <laughs> I think it's adorable. Accents are fun. In the least condescending way possible. <laughs> I, I just really think that it's sweet in your voice. I like that we have different accents. I think it's, I, I think that yours is, is so adorable and I feel, I, I, I can hear the derp in mine every time I talk. I think it's sweet and mine is silly too. Depending on where you come from. Yes. Someone's going to think one of us is silly. Oh, what's wrong? They're... They both want to be in the same place in the blanket. It's yeah. our guinea pigs. Yeah. Nothing. They won't share. Anyway. Anyway. That aside. They are going to have a struggle over there. They're going to have a struggle over there. And we're we're going to have a struggle over the word mirror. Um, um, if you guys are interested in our backgrounds, me being from England and Nan and Team Pinata being from America, we are going to be doing an episode with some other guests from other places in the world about how where we were raised has affected the mental health care we received and the sort of stigma that we grew up with because mm -hmm. we think that it's important to talk about that but that that will be coming mm -hmm. so if you have questions about that stay tuned mm -hmm. don't hesitate to ask we're an open book uh, for the most part i mean yeah temper your questions wisely but no I'm just... yeah <laughs> so today's subject is gonna be is gonna be a, a, a one that's particularly significant to me 
because um, uh, I have borderline personality disorder and just that name has such a huge stigma attached to it. And there are a lot of people who misunderstand what BPD is and the way like people who live with it are affected by it. And they're also afraid to interact with folks with BPD. But before we get too far into that, this episode is sponsored by the wonderful BetterHelp. And BetterHelp is a online therapy platform where mm -hmm. you can get therapy that is tailored to you based on what you want and what you need specifically. Mm -hmm. If you want a Christian or a religious or a non-religious, a male or a female therapist, they can sort it all out for you. If you want somebody who's LGBT friendly or aware or somebody who's a specialist in a certain disorder, they will match you to whoever is best for you. Me and my system actually currently use BetterHelp and have been for a number of months now. And I find it incredibly convenient. I'm really getting along really well with my therapist and she's very open with the rest of my alters as well. I know that Jeremy really likes her too. So we're very lucky to be sponsored by such an open and very, very responsible platform. Mm -hmm. So if you guys are interested in seeking out therapy and don't want to take the leap into an in-person therapy or you can't get there, maybe you're disabled, maybe you have severe social anxiety, you can try out BetterHelp using mm -hmm. our link www.betterhelp.com forward slash sanity podcast. Give it a try. It's, um, I'm, I'm glad we went for it. Me too. We've used it before and honestly, I, I had no regrets. Anyway, on anyway, to the rest of the podcast. On the fun part of the podcast. <laughs> um, for folks who don't know what borderline personality disorder is, calling it a personality disorder, it is a personality disorder, but it's like, it, it, it's a far stretch. It's known colloquially as emotional intensity disorder, isn't it? Yeah, and that's a lot less of a stigmatizing name. I, I don't know. I think that emotional intensity disorder... Um, kind of does a better way of explaining what BPD is. But basically BPD is um, a behavioral disorder that manifests based on like environmental factors, oftentimes relationships, whether it be friendships, family, or romantic, other. It can be categorized by nine different signs of BPD and if you meet five out of the nine criteria then you classify for full-fledged BPD but you can have borderline traits without having a full-fledged disorder. Me personally I have the full-fledged disorder and when I was diagnosed with it it felt like a death sentence because of the heavy heavy stigma that's attached to it. What were the first things you thought when you were told that you had BPD? Oh, I thought that they were full of shit. Oh. I thought like, oh, just because I'm self-injuring, they are going to say I have BPD. And I didn't, like, because I have quiet borderline, which means that my symptoms are generally reflected inward. I, my symptoms, I generally reflect them inward on myself instead of lashing out as a classic borderline personality disorder kind of manifests. So I thought that there was no way because I didn't fit 
these ugly stereotypes that society likes to throw out. Like people with BPD are incredibly manipulative. They'll love you one minute and then hate you the next. They're really over over dramatic and and cruel and will hurt themselves or hurt people they love for attention. And all of this is so far removed. And I would say that a majority of the folks with BPD that I've met personally, especially the ones who have like sought out help and have had therapy around it, are completely functional human beings who are lovely. Do you think that well, although this is definitely a massive umbrella to place everybody with the ID under, it's never going to be a good idea to say, okay, this sweeping statement applies to everybody in this one category. Mm-hmm. Everyone is different. Everyone's experience is going to be different. Mm-hmm. But with BPD, a lot of people, like you said, feel like it can be very black and white. Like the person mm-hmm. will feel one way about you one minute and then mm-hmm. that will be entirely reversed the next minute. Do you think that that comes from, what's it called? It's not called switching, is it? It's called Um, splitting. Splitting. Honestly, there's a reason why the stigma against BPD exists because having black and white thinking is a way that BPD can manifest itself in somebody. These thought patterns have been drilled into a child's head from a young age. BPD is developed very, very young, and it can carry out through a person's entire life. It is very treatable, even though it can be deadly, and even many professionals have a huge stigma against BPD and won't work with individuals with BPD. Um, Actually, the prognosis of having BPD and the recovery around it is really good, but um, because of the black and white way somebody with BPD can act, they're often viewed as impulsive and hard to predict. Mm -hmm. And there is some truth to that statement when one is very symptomatic. Mm -hmm. It's hard to remember what's real or not. There is no object consistency when it comes to BPD. So anything that I'm feeling right now, I've always felt like that. They've always been cruel to me. They've always been awful to me. Or they've always been my best friend. They've always been amazing to me. My life is is absolutely awful and horrible. Or my life is successful and I can do it. It's very black and white. And it's very responsive to external factors. The environment that one exists in. Mm. It's not really a chemical thing even though the brain pathways in the brain, like the neural pathways in the brain are pretty solidified by the time you get to like adulthood. But even though it's difficult to change that, it can be changed through things like CBT and DBT is specifically Mm -hmm. created to help with BPD. But before we go into like treatment and recovery and stuff like that, can you tell everybody what BPD is, what the symptoms are? Um, yeah, I I don't... Like a brief list overview. Okay, I don't know if I remember all nine criteria. No, just basic. um, a lot of it is characterized by unstable interpersonal relationships, um, an unstable sense of self, which is very different than DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder. 
Um, you can have both. You Nan can. Has both. I do. But um, BPD, I have an unstable sense of myself, uh, of Nan, me. I have a chronic feeling of emptiness. I've had a lot of self-destructive behaviors before in the past, a lot of reckless behaviors before in the past, a lot of an unstable sense of opinions on people and myself and my life. The emotions I feel, whether it be happy or sad, scared, anger is a big one, and boredom is actually a really big one too. I feel it a thousand and ten percent. I cannot emphasize how intense I feel my emotions because I have BPD. The emotions I feel are so intense and very difficult to manage. It's very painful to watch when you're having a very intense BPD episode because I can see how overwhelming those emotions are for you and how almost physically crippling it seems. They are. Oftentimes they can be very physically crippling. Mm. A lot of people who have BPD are often really hopeless because there's not a medication to dampen down the emotions. A lot of people with BPD often turn to drugs and alcohol or promiscuous sex or gambling. A, a disease of addiction often is often manifested in folks with BPD. You seek instant gratification. Yeah, because the emotions are so over-the-top intense. Even happiness mm -hmm. is so intense that I've craved in the past to tone it down. Anything, by any means. You want to switch off. Yeah, I, I just don't. Like, even numbness, the intensity of the numbness I feel when I feel numb, mm -hmm. is robotic. Everything is so intense. A lot of people, when they hear things like that, think, oh my goodness, that's really scary because somebody who has such intense emotions, it would be very easy just to get swept up in that and be very focused on yourself. But that does not mean that it's a prerequisite for that to be part of BPD. And like you said, it is extremely treatable. And mm -hmm. I can I can say Nan is the only person I know, or, or you and others in your system, mm -hmm. that I know of that I've been told specifically, hey, I have BPD. You're the only people that I've met with it. Mm -hmm. And you are the most on top of your healing and constantly making sure that you're working on the things that you're taught. You sought so much help and you work so hard every day to make sure that you're being the healthiest version of yourself that you can. Thank and you. It's incredibly inspiring. Thank I've you. never met anybody who's more in tune with their emotions or happy to communicate about them, who's as happy to have reality checks and to discuss what's actually going on as per how you feel and what's actually happening via external view in the world that surrounds mm -hmm. you. I've never met anybody who seems as well attuned to the environment that they're in whilst dealing with a brain that tells you everything is too much and everything is either this or that. You're mm -hmm. so open to being told, hey, actually, your brain is telling you this, but from an external perspective, this is what's actually happening. Well, I've had to do a lot of hard work and it's been a matter of life and death. Like there's a reason why my age is stuck at 23. I did not think I would make it to 24. And even though I, my body has, I 
haven't mentally aged past 23. But you'll prove that with enough hard work and I can't stress the hard mm. work enough you can't yeah. just go and get no you know everything fixed Definitely like a little light bulb turning on and off oh it's a hard it's hard every day no but you're proof that you can become well adjusted and you can treat this illness oh, 100 it doesn't make you an inherently bad or damaging or dangerous person like mm. a lot of the stigma around BPD yes. says people with BPD are monsters and they are guaranteed to hurt you. No, that's, that is an absolutely false stigma and it's disgusting. Like if you look on the internet, you'll like, I, I was showing you the website the oh, other day, goodness, yes. how to train your borderline. That's a real website, everyone. How to train your borderline. <laughs> yep. A relationship guide for those with, who are in a relationship with a borderline. <laughs> I hate that it doesn't even say like somebody with BPD, somebody no. with borderline, you know, you're just the disorder, you're a borderline. Come on. And yeah. as somebody who is in a relationship with a borderline, <laughs> I think one of the best things that we've found that works really well for us mm -hmm. is providing you with reality checks about, yeah. okay, this is what's actually going on. Can you tell me how you're feeling? And being able to notice and pick up on when you're starting to spiral, which is mm -hmm. when those thoughts are becoming very intense and starting to take a hold of you and you kind of get dragged into the everything is this rather than being more grounded in the world. Mm -hmm. Being able to communicate about that and you being brave enough to tell me what's going on in your head and letting me ground you mm -hmm. is extremely helpful. Communication cannot be stressed enough when it comes mm -hmm. to any mental illness, but especially in mental illnesses that are grounded in instability or mm -hmm. being brought up in an environment that is unpredictable, mm -hmm. that can then mess with the way your brain processes yeah. things. The stability that good communication can bring you cannot be overstated. BPD is thought to have been an environmentally created disorder. And so even though you have genetic predispositions, their thinking, it's thought that it's because of environmental factors growing up in childhood mm -hmm. that BPD forms. And I know that in my family, it's like a legacy thing. Like um, people in my family, we come from a long line of people with borderline personality disorder. So yeah, I know what it's like to be hurt because somebody is so sick. And that's what BPD is. If somebody's having a BPD episode, they're and well. They are. They're sick. Mm -hmm. And I've been sick before. So there has been times where I have not been stable enough to sustain good relationships, families, or friends. Mm -hmm. And I had to do a lot of work in myself with professionals to get to the point where I could have stable, healthy relationships. I think it's... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you oh, there. No problem. <laughs> um, I, I was just going to say that, like, I, I get it. I know that... I know a lot of people who have been hurt by folks with, with borderline personality disorder. I've hurt a lot of folks, and a lot of folks with BPD have hurt me. I view these people as sick, and I view myself as sick, and when I get symptomatic, that's, that's, that's what it is. It's a manifestation of symptoms. It, it, it's not a moral problem. Mm-hmm. 
I think that it's really brave that you own up to that and say, okay, no, I wasn't healthy in the past and I did hurt people and yes, this was because my BPD was acting up, but also that that's not an excuse mm -hmm. and you did seek help and you worked on it mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter what you've been through in the past. It doesn't matter whether you've been traumatized. Your trauma, your illness is not an excuse to traumatize or hurt other people. Mm -hmm. Yes, it can explain the reason why, but that tells you why you need help mm -hmm. and where you should get it. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is it is very brave and powerful of you to say, this is where I was, I have hurt people, and this disorder is difficult, but look at what mm -hmm. I did. Well, thank you. I, um, I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know if I should be proud of myself or not. All I know is that I was unable to live the way I was. There was one way to go and that was up. I reached a bottom where I I, I couldn't go anymore. And um, from that point, I've worked my ass off to try to get the therapy that I need to start rerouting the neural pathways in my head. Mm -hmm. And I've, I work hard to manage the comorbid disorder disorders that I have like depression and anxiety and PTSD, DID. There's no specific medication that you said earlier for BPD, mm -hmm. but there is medication that can manage comorbid disorders mm -hmm. similar to DID. I also did want to say that um, while you said DID and um, BPD are different, mm -hmm. BPD is a personality disorder. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think DID is a personality disorder, but it's not. It's, it's a not. neurodevelopmental dissociative disorder. Mm -hmm. So that's another difference between the two because some people do get mixed up they between do. BPD and DID. They do. And um, they are very different and they can be comorbid. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about DBT? DBT, yes. D Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, yes. was, um, first, was first created by Marsha Linehan as kind of a, a stepsister of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, dialectics are when two opposites are true at the same time. Two opposites exist at the same time. And so DBT is focused very much on recognizing a thought distortion when it comes up and actively consciously choosing to do something else. So even though the urge, the emotion, the trigger exists, the consciousness, the being on top and the awareness that that trigger or whatever exists, I can choose to do something else with it. Um, there's a lot of practicing mindfulness, distancing yourself from your emotions, practicing opposite action and radical acceptance, which is so hard. So hard radical acceptance is accepting something that's really hard to swallow and that you can't do anything about. You just have to sit with it. And that is hard. That is so that is hard. hard. And I mean, DBT can, is used as a therapy for all sorts of disorders and a lot of people can find it very, very, very helpful. I've had DBT myself and I don't have BPD. Mm -hmm. I've also had CBT. It's um. It, it can it can help more than mm -hmm. just individuals with BPD or sp suspected BPD because yeah, the way CBT and DBT works is kind of like you said before rerouting those neuro pathways in your head. So mm -hmm. when you think something or something happens, 
your brain will start to shoot off from the synapses. Mm -hmm. The most used roots are kind of like a road that's been walked on many times over grass. They're worn down and it's much easier to go along a route that's already been carved out than start trekking your way through long grass. That's what the brain does. By using CBT and DBT, DBT excuse me, you can reroute your way and start mm-hmm. making those paths more treading in a healthier way that will get you to a better outcome yeah. than the the way the brain has been previously adapting mm-hmm. and assimilating the information that it's given and the environmental cues that you've had to deal with. There is help for BPD out there. The brain, luckily, is very is very plastic. Um, I have also suffered a traumatic brain injury in the past, and so I know firsthand how plastic the brain is and how it recovers so well with the conscious awareness of using these skills and consciously choosing to reroute the brain, this is why the prognosis of recovery from BPD is so good. And it takes effort. It takes effort every day. And of course, like I relapse, I'm not perfect. I'm not like the guru of BPD, (laughs) but I have a happier life now. I have a more stable life and it's taken a lot of hard work, but it has been so worth it. And I still work on it every single day. It's so many people say that, you know, people with BPD can't be in safe, stable, loving relationships. And Mm -hmm. it's our one year anniversary. And I'm very, very happy, safe and stable with you. I'm so glad. I'm very happy, safe and stable with you. I'm glad. There, there is hope out there, guys. It's, it's not a one size fits all kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Thank you for talking about it with us now. No problem. I hope I made sense. You did. Mm. Thank you for being so open. It's um something that I strive to be very open with because a lot of people are ashamed that they have BPD. I think that there's enough pain around the disorder as it is yeah it it doesn't need the extra stigma that society likes to uh put on on it yeah yeah Yeah, it doesn't like that hey is this hard enough no okay why don't you deal with this as well hey guess what people think of you now (laughs) thanks for that world thanks really appreciated it really needed that you know extra bit of salt in my dinner thanks Mm -hmm. oh yeah solely ass Right. (laughs) Thanks, society. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, society. It's time for our good tea segment now. It is. Good tea is our segment where we read out the good news you guys have sent into us throughout your week. You can tweet into us at Sanity Podcast using the hashtag good tea if you'd like to be featured on an episode. We like to end on a high note when Mm -hmm. talking about some of this stuff can get pretty deep and, Mm -hmm. and... Difficult. A little gravelly. A little gravelly. We like to pick things up at the end. Would you like to go first? Yeah. Okay, so LPM, but a turkey. Their good tea is my best friend who has DID found another system that goes to our school. And they're all really excited about it. That's amazing. That's awesome. I remember the first time I met um, people with DID and it was actually at Multiplicity and Me's sleepover. Multiplicity and Me are incredible YouTubers and mental health advocates who have dissociative identity disorder. You mm-hmm. can find them on Facebook and lots of other social media. And we actually did a live stream during that um, meetup, but it was like 
how many people were there? Like four different systems, more than that? Probably, I think five. Yeah, and it was the first time I'd ever met anyone else with DID before we'd met in person, and it was mm-hmm. just like, I felt relatively normal for the first yeah. time in my life. And I was like, whoa, so I'm really, really happy for you. That's uh, really great. Butter Turkey. <laughs> great username. My girl? Yes. Luke said, hashtag good tea. The people behind Life is Strange are releasing a game with a trans male lead next summer. Mm. And tomorrow I'm going to feel all the things with a dashboard confessional at a small acoustic show. Then Comic Con on Saturday. I hope you have an awesome time, Luke. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) there's a picture that we posted of a a little boy. It's a little... Um, octopus toy, little, little pink one with a little hat on him and Nan's glasses. It's adorable. You should check him out. His name is Booper, and uh, he'll be featuring in our episodes. If you'd like to watch us on YouTube, what? It's an adorable name. It is adorable. Nan I named like it. I like octopuses. Um, we like the cephalopods. We do. Yeah. So the Wonder System, a DID system. Their good tea is one of our introjects. His name is Alexander Hamilton. He found an introject of his wife in another system. We don't think we've ever seen him so happy. That is so sweet. That's so sweet. Oh, oh, I love that. If you would like to know what introjects are, you should have a look at our YouTube channels at Dissociated and at Team Pinata. We have a lot of information about dissociative identity disorder. And on my channel specifically, we do have a playlist called All About Alters, which goes into details on different types of roles that can be in alter systems. And I know you have some introjects who filmed specifically. Yes. yes. So if you are interested and curious, there will be an episode on the podcast. But if you'd like to check it out now, go have a look at our YouTube channels. All right. Is it, I think it's your turn. Is it my turn? Yeah. Braille from Long Soul System, another incredible DID system who you can find on YouTube. They're amazing, 100 million percent checking, recommend checking them out. They did a little <laughs> a little shout out for us from the look of it. Wanna hashtag good tea? Try hashtag sanity. The tea that will keep your head warm and in contact with present reality. Lots of love to Sanity Podcast. That's Thank super you. cute. We love you, you adorable bean. That's so cute. It is. Okay. Last one? One more? Mm-hmm. Okay. Samantha says, A child at my job, whom we believe has special needs, repeated back some words from a new song his class is learning. He's never done that or acknowledged that he understands the lessons, so it was a real breakthrough. This made the exhausting week worth it. That's really heartwarming. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's incredible. Oh, that feels so good. Oh, I'm so, so glad. Healing. That's awesome. Healing and improvement. It's good. Oh, that really made me smile. It's good. <laughs> well, thank you guys for tuning in. If you would like to watch the behind the scenes, that includes all the unedited footage, all the accidental spilling of <laughs> coffee down us and messing up our words. If you'd like to watch us actually filming and seeing all the shenanigans behind your favorite episodes, please go to youtube.com forward slash sanity podcast to leave, to, to leave some little... Little comments on our faces. I'm asking for a kiss. Thank you. I love you. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming, everybody. We hope that you have a lovely week. Be sure to check out um, BetterHelp. And um, if you want to check out therapy with them, they're very reasonably, be- they're very reasonably priced. 
And if you go to www.betterhelp.com forward slash sanity, sanity podcast. podcast, then you can try it out. And that link also helps support what we do and the information that we spread and the education that we do. So if you would like to support our YouTube channels and the podcast, then please do consider using that link. Again, we would never promote anything that we haven't used personally and mm. don't think could really genuinely help people. Yeah. So if you have any questions, please do feel free to ask us. But if you'd like to try that out, please do consider it. We can't see, we can't see you. No, we can't. Sorry. We can't see you at all. I'm talking to a camera right now. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait to see you in the next episode though. All right. <laughs> Lots of love, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.